Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hello, hello, hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oh, bonsoir. Uh, oui, bonsoir, madame. Où est la bibliothèque? <laughs> Je veux drink un stylo. Oh, non, non, je suis la bibliothèque, eh? Oh, oh, oh. You'd like to be the library? I am the library. You are the library. I am definitely the library. Okay. In some ways. <laughs> In some ways. Anyway, we're getting off topic. We, oh, are we? Okay, yes. well, why are we here, Kate? Because we talk about little humans. We do, and what uh, they read, in fact. Yeah. And if what they read is good. Yeah. Or if what they read is the opposite of good. We can say it. Bad. Crap. Oh, that. Yes, yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that bad word. Yes. And um, specifically picture books. Yes. In particular. Now, you offered to me a challenge, Missy. I did. You, yes, if you recall, last time you said that you wanted me to bring in a divorce picture book. Yeah. A classic. Yeah. Divorce picture book. Now, I was not sure, but I conferred with my colleagues, and in fact, I was correct. There is only one classic divorce picture book in existence. It came out in 1986, hmm. which means, had our parents gotten divorced, this would have been the book we would have been handed Interesting. at the time. And I shall, I shall now pull the book out from the bag. Dinosaurs Divorce by Laureen Krasny Brown and Mark Brown. That's correct. Now, take a little gander at this. This is this is a quiz question right before you even read it. Arthur. Oh, good. How did Wow. Wait, how did you know? I it just looks like the cartoon TV show. It is. Yes, Mark Brown did Arthur. Huh. And I knew did you watch the TV show of yeah. Arthur? Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So yes, Mark Brown created Arthur and this would have happened somewhere in the midst of that in 1986. Yeah, when um, I was 2, when you were 2. Yeah. Correct. Yes. So this was uh, written by his wife uh to whom he is still married. Oh, irony. And, uh, yes, so, uh, you take that book. I can't wait. You read it. All right. While Kate does her read, let's talk a little about author Laureen Krasny-Brown. Turns out, there's not a lot of information out there about her, but I did learn a couple things. These days, she appears to have a very different life than the one she had when she wrote those dinosaur books. As it happens, she's a friggin' fine artist. Here, look, I'll show you. On her website, you can see all the different styles she, she works in. She works in paper, she works in collage, she works with models. You name it, the woman does it. And she literally has three different art exhibits going on right now. So, if you are curious and you live in any of these parts of the country and you would like to visit, if you are anywhere near uh, Tisbury, Massachusetts, Stop by Open Studio. Fine and Applied Paper Art is going on right now, August 24th and 25th. If you live in Gloucester,
Gloucester, Massachusetts. Stop by the uh, NAWAMA members juried exhibition at the Rocky Neck Art Colony from uh, August 1st to September 1st for Extremes and In-Betweens. And if you happen to be in Lenox, Massachusetts, stop by the Creamery at the Stoneover Farm for her solo exhibition, which is going on all summer. Back, 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 back. You are back, back, back. Yeah. How did that divorce go uh, in the book, I mean? I was going to say, uh, it, well... Because you have a lot more first-hand knowledge of this sort of stuff than I do, so... I do. I figure you can bring that to the table. Well, except I didn't have kids. And you didn't have kids. Thank so, God for that. Yes. Right. Well, this is the first book that you've given me that starts with a, with not only a table of contents, which I think we've had before with, like, Frog and Toad. Yeah. But a dictionary? Whoa! Usually they put that in the back these days, if no, there's a dictionary. This they don't, they don't... is a front and center. Let's explain what these words mean as you come across them. Okay. Like, so, what words? Um, like, what a divorce is. Okay. What a judge is. What a separation agreement is. Whoa! What child support is. Okay. Alimony. Was any of this out of date to you? Great question, Betsy. Yeah. That's a great segue. I, I, thanks. So the definition of divorce definitely yeah. needs to be adjusted. Oh, okay. What was it here? They say after a husband and wife get a divorce, they are both free to marry again. Oh, no. So now we have gay marriage. We have so gay marriage, so that's completely So it's not a defunct. husband and a wife. Yes. It's a husband or husband or wife and wife. Also. Two people. The definition of alimony. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Money one parent pays to the other to provide support after the divorce. Mm, that's right? Fine. Yeah. Right. Semicolon. Uh oh. <laughs> Usually the father pays the mother. Ah, uh, what now? When did this book come out? 1980. You said six, six. right? Maybe in the 80s, but now yeah, no, that's it's not necessarily, not necessarily the father is going to be paying the mother more money. Yeah, so. you you were fine up until the semicolon there, dude. What edition? Now, this book is still possibly in print, so this edition that you're looking at, 1986. Okay, so you're looking at the original... They really didn't have any newer editions in my library, actually. This was the three they had were these. So let's start off with the very first page of Why Parents Divorce. Okay. Which is set up like a comic strip. It's very yeah, weird. paneled. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that the way that they put this together. I mean, but... there aren't... Well, there's thought balloons, but not word balloons. Interesting. Right. So they pretty much say some parents have violent, noisy battles... Other parents fight silently. Um, mm -hmm. That's true. But not, not always. But you don't always fight. I mean, a lot of these divorces are just calm discussions that lead to, well, maybe Sometimes we it's just separate. an amicable... Yeah. Sometimes it's completely amicable. Yeah. I mean, and that's... Growing up, that was one of the divorces I saw was that, you know, and, and the mother and father in that divorce... They still get along, like, right. during the holidays, and they bring their partners. I know like, a lot of divorces where the people still get along. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that they should always make divorce sound like it's a negative thing. Sometimes it's just... Yeah. Sometimes it's the better is... situation for all parties. I would yeah, agree. And, and it's not because, you know, I, I, I have a violent, uh, <laughs> violent, noisy battle with my significant... Or right. Fight, or I'm fi fighting silently. <laughs> like, too. I'm that's, sorry. That's mature. I'm, in, I'm enjoying um, the silent anger, though. I'm sorry. Is the mom in that other picture just down in some martinis? Yes, because um, sometimes when their parents are upset, 
They behave in ways that hurt themselves and the rest of the family. She's not just drinking martinis. She's got pills. She's got... Pills and booze. Booze. She's going to die. She's (laughs) mixing pills and booze. Yeah. And the next panel should not be the... Nice pearls, though. The father, like, getting in a cab. It should be the mother getting in an ambulance. Yeah. Having their stomach pumped. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. This this gets dark real quick. This is super dark, like, right from the start. But one of the pages... The next page that I like is... What about you? When parents divorce, it's natural to feel, and then they have a list of different emotions. And I do like this page because it, it does show kids, okay, you can feel all these different things, and that's totally normal, and that's okay. Yeah. You can feel angry. You can feel guilty. You can feel worried about who's going to take care of you mm-hmm. or confused. I mean, that's, yeah. that's all completely normal. No, that's good. That's, that's good. So I really like this page. Yeah, yeah. Others, not so much. Really, <laughs> the drawings... Like, you, you flip the page, and it's just a cacophony of color, and it's just a mess. So and you're there's... overwhelmed by the sensory yeah. Oh, aspects Yeah, yeah this of stresses this me book. out. Like, That's interesting. Like, divorce already stressed me out, right. and then looking at this just makes me even more overwhelmed. It's funny, yeah. It's like they're trying to take aspects of the comic books, but it's almost inappropriate for the subject just matter way to a too certain much extent. color going on. There's a lot of Even color. the couches have like three different colors <sighs> going on. To be fair, on. this was 1986 and it's, couches were very colorful It kind of reminds me of the um, Sylvester and the Magic, Magic Pebble. Pebble. Oh, yeah. With like the different color. Anyway. Yeah, the but, patterns. Yeah, they're really messy. To me, they're very confusing. It's way too much color. But I like how they break the book down into different sections. Mm-hmm. Um, like they do with the table of contents. So like after the divorce, living one with one parent, having two homes, celebrating mm-hmm. holidays, living with step parents. Like these are all great sections, but yeah. this is definitely more of a guide than it is a book that you would read from beginning to end. I feel mm-hmm. like I would agree. So um, you would dip into the part that would be applicable to your own life. Necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if your kid is angry, you know, maybe you should go to the part of, well, mm-hmm. this, these are all different feelings that it's normal to feel. And are you scared about living with your mom? Well, let's jump to the living with one parent section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely, <laughs> this is so outdated. There's a, there's a part where it says <laughs> some parents feel too guilty or unhappy to visit you. Sometimes you can keep in touch by calling or writing. Okay, well, they have a rotary phone, which I know for a fact many kids do not know what rotary no. phones are. Why is that woman sticking her finger into a hole? Into in like a toaster sort of a thing. A toaster hole. <laughs> Why is she sticking her finger into the front toaster hole? Right. Yeah. And also, then, when they say writing, I'm sure they don't, they don't, I mean, yes, you could text or email. That's not what they mean, but they don't say a letter. So, you can extrapolate from there. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I know. (laughs) And then when they get to the part about holidays, it's totally Hanukkah versus Christmas. Oh, that's interesting. It's, divorce may mean twice as much celebrating at holiday times, but you may feel pulled apart. And you have mom with a menorah behind her, and you got dad and, I guess, his parents with a I guess he went to live with his parents. (laughs) Like... I don't know. I, I don't... Was that necessary? Well, I think I, I do appreciate that they were trying not to say holidays are all Christian. So, But it does imply that religion may have played a part in this divorce in which, some way. Which, which sometimes it does. It was, yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I, I can understand what they were trying to do there. 
I don't know. I saw that and I was like, ooh, Jews versus Christians. Yeah, All right, right. Yes. here we go. Well, certainly with that they're pulling their child physically into two different pieces. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. that is kind but of... But the telling your friends part... Okay, so most of my friends that I had when I was growing up had divorced parents. So it was pretty common. It was not unusual. And nowadays, I feel like it might be even more common. I disagree completely. I believe it what? is less common these days. I think I... it is more understood and talked about. But I don't, I, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but my understanding 50% is... percent of marriages end in divorce. So. But with children or not, I feel like that's where the change is going. Well, nowadays, people are having kids later in life. Right, exactly. However, I feel like many divorces might be happening because of children. And because Maybe. They... I've known eight divorced couples, not a single one had children. Okay. So, but that's a personal thing. But that's, that's that's not the numbers. That's, that's not the also, official numbers. So. Right. Right. And it's a certain socioeconomic strata. It's a exactly. certain racial strata. It's a certain everything. But um, my daughter is eight. Uh, she did have one friend who was divorced or a child of divorce back in New York. Um, I mean, me growing up, I would say most of my friends were divorced to the yeah. point where I asked our parents. Are you going to get divorced? Because right. that seemed like the normal thing. Everyone's parents are getting divorced. Right, right, are you right. guys going to do it? Yeah. Let's hurry this up. No, but, I'm interested in the numbers, actually. Well, and they do have a, a panel here in the book of a teacher asking, Class, how many of your parents are divorced? Which would never no. happen in a classroom. No, no, no. I'm sure she thinks she's being very forward-thinking, but that's a terrible plan. Yeah, and it says, it helps to remember that you are not the only one whose parents are divorced. I get that. Yeah. However, you However. would not ever ask that No, in surely we could have shown that in a better way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Awkward. Um, but and then you have the section of um, meeting your parents' quote unquote new friends. Right. Which is all Which is homo the... not homo what is it called? Uh heteronormative? Heteronormative. Yes. Yes. You have a a, a male suitor that's potentially going to meet the mother. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, the father with his pseudo girlfriend right. whatever the case may be right and then when it comes to living with the step parents you know and trying to discourage okay stepmothers do not look like witches from fairy tales mm-hmm. which is why it's not a dinosaur witch right it's a huge so that we're, we're living in a dinosaur world but in, surely that but would in be this a dinosaur fairy witch. tale apparently fairy tales in this book are humans Boy, if we're going to dive deep into well, the... Why couldn't have they have been all humans? Like, why did they have to hide behind a di- dinosaur facade? To That's it... an excellent question, because maybe kids sometimes relate better to animals than they do actual people. Even though these dinosaurs don't... Died millions of yeah. years ago. <laughs> right? I know. What are we trying to say about that? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's but... a strange choice. But the last page is what I think is the most important page. It says... Divorce in your family means many things will change, but one thing that never changes is your parents' love for each for you. Right. That's the most important page, but a lot of this, this book needs to be explained while mm-hmm. reading through it. And as I said, it's more of a guide than it is a story. Yeah, and to best my knowledge, this has not been updated. And, uh, and then my next note is that this needs to be updated yeah. for today's kids. Like, as I said, I can't speak because I didn't have kids when I went through my divorce, but I saw a lot of my friends growing up go through this, like the step-siblings and having to have your own separate things in your two houses. 
Um, but as I said, not all divorces end because of fighting. Not all divorce couples are straight. Get a lot of outdated references here. I really want this to be updated to today's kids not involving dinosaurs, please. And not involving, you know, where you need like a dictionary and a table of contents. Like, why can't well, you explain? Well, usually that'd be at the back, but yeah. Well, why can't you just explain? Like, is yeah. there a way to make it where it doesn't have to be like a... Yes. I think the answer <laughs> like is absolutely 100% yes. Um, so out of curiosity, I wanted to see, you know, as I said, you said a divorce classic children's book. Um, this is the one that everyone remembers. And because I wanted it's to the see, only one? <laughs> no, it is not by any means the only one, um, which is what makes this so weird. I mean, there's three copies of this in my library. They've all gone out recently. One's gone out 60 times, one out 70 times, one out 45 times. Wow. And yet we live in a world where we have Anastasia Higginbotham's fantastic divorce is the worst. Um, she has the done worst? the worst. It is horrible to go through. And it's, but it's not always the worst. I would even fight... Sometimes, yeah, that's true, I would though. fight that title. Sometimes divorce is the best for the parents, for the child, for the environment that they're all in. Sometimes it's the best, not the that's worst. That's a good point. So there is, like, a whole that, uh, range... That automatically puts a negative... You're, like, you're right, though. Yeah, like, you're right. Like, divorce is going to be a negative thing that you're going to have to go through, and it's going to be the worst thing you've ever experienced. Sometimes, yeah, it sucks, but sometimes yeah. it's not going to be the worst thing you're going to go That's through. That's true. And it might actually help you in future relationships with your within, within yourself, with your mm-hmm. friends, with mm-hmm. your parents. I mean, I don't know. I would disagree with that title. That's and I haven't, fine. And I haven't even read that book. That's, that's quite <laughs> all right. We're not discussing that book today. Um, but the, I just brought it as a root. To point out, there are many, this is like a recent title. There are many books on divorce for kids. This is the, when this book the dinosaur book came out it was kind of the only game in town and to a certain extent it is the one that a lot of people still turn to because they remember it maybe even from when they were kids i think there was a mr rogers one even back in the day too because he did a couple picture books on difficult topics i would i would be surprised i I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a sesame street one yeah sesame street books are crap um (laughs) i'm sorry people with the sole exception of the monster at the end of this book Sesame Street books are crap. Uh, I don't know but why I'm this saying, is. They but always I'm saying happen. they probably did. But they probably one. did. It was probably crap. Um, but there are many perfectly good children's divorce books, picture books. Oh, there were a couple out recently. Like there was one out last year that was like particularly good. So, yeah, this is not the only game in town anymore. Um, and yet, it gets used over and over again. Uh, oh, and it's. And it's not alone, I should say, uh, because it's part of an entire series. Dinosaur series. Yes. Oh, yes. Where were you the last time you read How to Be a Friend? When Dinosaurs Die. And Dinosaurs Alive and Well. Now, I think it's a little confusing to have both When Dinosaurs Die... And dinosaurs alive and well. Wait, is that like dinosaurs, like how actual dinosaurs went extinct? No, it's oh. about when someone dies in your family. Okay. And well, dinosaurs that's... alive and well is about how you should eat healthy, even though clearly it doesn't matter how healthy you eat, dinosaurs right. die. Right. So maybe figure was, out the order you're going to read that for one. You to be like dinosaurs bar mitzvah. <laughs> yes. No, weirdly, that's I I tried to figure out. I think maybe these are just the ones that are in print now. 
I feel like they may have had many more dinosaur books uh, at one point, but these are the only ones I was able to find that are currently Yeah, can we get one that's about humans and it's more up-to-date and maybe isn't the worst, but yeah. doesn't have to necessarily be the best either? Just let it be what it is. Like, is that a thing? Mm, I'm no? sure it exists, but it's not well-known. So... That's a dream. So, but no. yes, it exists. No, it exists. It definitely exists. Maybe it doesn't have like a thousand colors on one page. Uh, that I can't promise. <laughs> Alright. Uh, ratings time. Right. So, in, with the knowledge that this is not the... If this was the only divorce book in the universe, that's one thing. It, it's not. So just bear that in mind. Well, I said, if this is the only book on divorce for kids, yeah. I'd give it a four. Right. It's meant to be helpful, but it's a cover overload, color overload. It's okay. outdated. It's a mishmash of information. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how this would actually help a child. I mean, it's good in theory, but I feel like it's lacking in execution. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I kind of agree with you, and I kind of also was going to give it a four. I mean, it's well-intentioned. I think parts of it can still work fine today. You point out the ending has, you know something to and say. And the ending is the cover is of the, the cover, book. Is the cover of the book. I was noticing that literally as I was sitting here looking at it, saying yeah. the words that were coming out of my mouth. Yes. Um, and you can still use parts of it, and I suppose that's probably the best use of it, but don't use it alone. Um, don't make this the only divorce book you give your... It's and just don't just hand lot. it to them and be like, Mom and Dad are getting divorced. Read this, you know. <laughs> Learn about <laughs> alimony. Exactly. <laughs> like, here's what a judge is. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's... I think you can, you can do, just go to your friendly local children's library and say, what do you have for kids about divorce that was made in the last, oh, I'm just going to say 20 years even. Yeah. Yeah. And then they will find you a lovely book made in this millennia. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed in my request, but, uh... I, I have hope for the future that there will be better... There are better. Okay. I just, I don't know their names. I don't, I don't research them, but they, I should have brought in a list. So guess what? Okay. On the, on the, uh, the show notes, I'll make a little list of recommended divorce picture books. And if that? people have recommendations, yes. definitely email us at fusecade. That's at a great idea. And then I will add them to that list. That'd be fantastic. Cool. Yay. See? Happy note, Kate. We ended on a... <laughs> On a happy sure note. Sure we did. <laughs> with the wars. Okay, letters time. Mm -hmm. Letter, letter, letters. So Lark wrote in. Hello, Lark. Hello, Lark. She wrote in about George and Martha. It's very brief, but she said, I have never read this one, and I had no idea it had such depth. Waiting for the literary paper, quote, comparing sexual power in Lolita and George and Martha, unquote. I think that's a reference to the bathtub uh, being placed on George's mm. head after he looks at Martha after the Me the, Too moment. After right. the Me Too moment, yeah, yeah where you know peeping he's, Tom. He's peeping the peeping Tom sequence. But I do believe I love the idea of uh, her coming into her power with that. The only other letter I have comes from Mom, and it's a bit of a long one. Uh, it actually dates back to the Where the Wild Things Are ah. episode. So. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned the word rumpus. Mm -hmm. She gave us uh, this. She says, The Oxford English Dictionary lists the first use of rumpus as 1764, and it's been in pretty general use ever since. Basement rec rooms were called rumpus rooms in the 50s, hand on heart. That wasn't just the 50s, Mom. That was the 80s. Hmm. Rumpus rooms were definitely 
Uh, Definitely a thing. I think they stopped after the 80s, so I do think that. Uh, finally, Kate is not only the Order Muppet, she is a Victorian. Children's books should teach a lesson. Are you a Victorian, Kate? Sure. Cool. I Can I get you a high-collared shirt? Oh, yeah. Awesome. You it's, want, a, you want a brooch that, for it? You I, want a cameo? I, I like a good story. Like, Well, sure. I, I mean, Who doesn't? I mean, this divorce book was not a story. It was no story. It was a guide. Yeah. It was essentially like an encyclopedia. I mean, it teaches a lesson, Mom, and she didn't care for it. So right there. <laughs> right there. I mean... Look, I think that belies the statement. I don't know. I Yeah, I, I do like a good story, though. If, and if that makes me a Victorian, pass me my tea. <laughs> Cream or sugar? Neither. Excellent. Grown-up things we like. I've been watching Bosch. You know what Bosch is? No. On Amazon Prime, it's a show called Bosch. It's about Hieronymus Bosch? He, he, the character is named after Hieronymus Bosch, yeah. Does he paint? No. Oh. He's, he's an L.A. detective. Oh. Uh, it's actually a book series by Michael Connelly. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Amazon Prime decided to make it into a TV series. Mm. And it's quite good. Mm. Yeah. Is it new? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's been out for a few years now. Mm. So, if you like good uh, detective dramas with a hint of humor, and if you just want to know what happens, just go ahead and pick up the book and read it, and then see how it plays out on TV. It's very and interesting. it's super fun to say. Bosh. It's, what I like finding is the continuity errors, like when they're driving down Sunset Boulevard, I know exactly where they are, and then they'll flip over to the other character, and I'll be like, wait a minute, that's like three miles away. I wait do a that, yeah. And they just went back ten feet. Wait, what's going, what? I do that with New York. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but if you like LA, you like detectives, you like murder mysteries, oh. check out Bosch on Amazon Prime. That sounds super nice. Yeah. Excellent. I like grilling. Okay. I hadn't grilled before, so, uh... Ever? No. What? Well, I mean, like a George Foreman grill, but that doesn't exactly count, right? Wow. I'm talking like a grill yeah. in your backyard. Because I never had a backyard until, like, uh. recently. And then I bought a house. Mm-hmm. And I had a backyard. And there's even, like, a little, like, stone area where there's nothing can be burned unless you really, really tried. And, uh, so, re- but I didn't ever bother to buy a grill. Because that would require buying something. Right. Which I'm against. Right. On principle. <laughs> and then my son's best friend's parents... We're like, hey, we've got this extra grill. We've got a gas one now. We don't need this this older one. Do you want it? And we were like, yeah. Wow. And then they just gave us the grill. And then I had to figure out how to use it. And it turns out there's a chimney thing. Uh-huh. So I asked my co-workers. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do with the chimney thing? They were like, well, you put the newspaper in there. Yeah. And you put on, you know, you put you in put the coals. On, yeah. Well, I didn't quite understand. So Uh-oh. on the big tall part, uh-huh. I stuffed it full of newspaper. Uh-oh. But then there wasn't any room for the coals. Oh, no. So I just balanced them on top. Oh, no. Which worked fine. Thank you very much. Oh, and uh, and it burned it up, and then I dumped it in. So how far away does the fire department live? Literally down the street. Good. That's um, good. <laughs> dude, it worked fine. But uh, the problem was I didn't understand because I was like, well, that's not many coals. Yeah. How are you supposed to fit in a bunch of coals in that little... Oh, oh guess what? The newspapers go on the bottom yeah. Because they crumple. Uh-huh. And when and then you and then the top part, that's where you put the coals. Yeah, this isn't very good for podcasts because no, no one knows what you're talking about. There's about. a chimney thing. Okay. And I did it wrong. Okay. That's sort of long story short. Okay. And uh, anyway, figured it out eventually when I saw someone else do it. And uh, anyway, that first time I might have messed up those coals, but danged if I didn't successfully cook the dinner anyway. And it was delicious. Good. So, 
yay grilling thing. Yes, that's a good summertime activity. It is indeed. For and this hot, is and this is hot summer. August afternoon. Indubitably. I have nowhere to go from there. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, but, I've been Betsy. But, oh, wait, but wait, what? 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 Betsy, next week. Oh, next week! Next week! Next week! Next week is the hundredth episode. And it's gonna be very, very special. How special is it? So special that we have not only uh, a special guest, but we have a major, major children's book that we have never done before. Really? Never done before. Can you give us a hint? Uh, I can give you a hint in that we have done the author before, but we have never done this book, and it's maybe their best known book. Interesting. Mm. That could be like anyone. Yes. <laughs> oh, but people in the know who know will know. Okay. You know? No. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. On that note, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Hadden Time and our Bodie McBoat face is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird. <laughs>